2: Hey, it's Damian Barling reminding you to check out the Sacramento Kings podcast right here on the Ball Podcast Network for all of your Sacramento Kings news and notes. You can follow me on Twitter at Damian Barling and you can follow us at Ball Kings. Don't miss a single episode of the Sacramento Kings podcast right here on the Ball Podcast Network. The following is a Hoop Ball presentation. Hoop balls, it is I, Lyle Swithinbank, back with a, another episode of The Pelican Scoop. I'm joined with a very special guest today, uh, Mark Romig, Chief Marketing Officer of. The New Orleans and Company, as well as the stadium announcer at the Superdome for the Saints. Mark, how are you going?
1: Good morning. It's going fine. Good evening to you. Good morning here.
2: <laughs> yes. No. We we managed to uh to sync up the time zones and and bring it all together. I really appreciate you you spending a bit of time with us this morning and and chatting about New Orleans with us.
1: My pleasure. It's uh. You know, Australia and uh, New Orleans uh, have been seeing a lot of each other over the past several years. We've seen you know, an increase in visitors from Australia to New Orleans for their love of jazz and music and, uh, and the food, of course. And it's always a pleasure to talk to our friends.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 uh, yeah. As I said off
1: air, I was absolutely
2: uh, over over the moon that you were able to join us, and um, yeah, hopefully we can get some awesome insights about New Orleans in general. Perhaps some uh, some Saints stats as well, and then maybe we'll talk a bit of Pels as well if we're uh, if we have time.
1: Um, it's my pleasure.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, New Orleans—it's sort of got its own its own vibrancy, its own vibe, its own, uh, I suppose. When you you think of New Orleans, you think of the jazz, you think of the food like you talked about. Uh, What would you describe as as the biggest draw cards to New Orleans? What what makes people come there?
1: You know, New Orleans just uh, celebrated its 300th anniversary as a city uh, just two years ago in 2018, and it gave us time to reflect on those things that have made New Orleans such a a special uh, place for so many years. And I think we all uh, landed on the fact that so many cultures came together um, over the last several centuries to make New Orleans what it is. You have not only the European uh, culture, strong African culture, strong Caribbean culture, strong Asian culture, Um, People from all over the world have settled in New Orleans, it being a port city. And so with that came, uh, the music that they brought with them, the, the drums from um, uh, from the Caribbean and from Africa and uh, the spices from uh, all parts of the world and the types of cooking that now go on. It's just an infusion of all sorts of styles. And then, of course, people say that they go to New Orleans and instead of going to Europe because it's the most uh, European city in the United States. Uh, and there's something to say about that because the architecture reflects a lot of that old style our French Quarter, which is actually Spanish architecture, uh, the French Quarter and the, the Garden District and all the parks and uh, just that, you know, the friendliness of the of the people here. Uh, we say that when you come to New Orleans you'll always leave with a story. Somebody will have met someone they love, they would have danced until two o'clock in the morning on Frenchman Street or they may have eaten the most delicious po boy sandwich that they've ever had. But they always leave with a story and so, we say that you leave with a story, not just a souvenir. Uh, it's just magical things happen in New Orleans.
2: Absolutely, I mean, I was there uh, in 2017, as I was, as I was telling you off air, and um, I was there for the Voodoo Fest and Halloween, and and the city transforms. I mean, it was like anything else that I've ever seen. I was lucky I did a bit of a road trip around with one of my friends. Um, we went all over the the South and, and the East and West Coast as well, but you're exactly right with the stories that, that New Orleans leaves you, you know, we had no plans whatsoever. We ended up in, in the French Quarter and um, on Halloween night and everyone's um, carrying on. It's just so much oh, yeah. fun. And, you know, I don't think there's anywhere like that in the world. You're exactly right with the, with the European uh, um, comparisons as well. You know, it is just – it's its own beast, I suppose. And, and just yeah, great fun. We're also
1: seen as the most northern Caribbean city as well. I mean, we, we just have so much of, uh, of the influence from around the world here.
2: Just the diversity. I, I love that that you could you could go and have European food. You can go and have, uh, I suppose, the, uh, yeah, the Caribbean food, the Haitian food. There's so many different influences throughout the uh, throughout the uh, area, and I, I just think that's just awesome. I think that's so
1: okay. cool. And you now we have over 40 uh, museums um, in New Orleans. Um, the, one of the more famous ones is the National World War Two Museum. It's the congressionally um, sanctioned museum to honor those that fought and participated in World War II. As you know, um, the Allied forces uh, on both the European theater, as well as the Pacific theater. And we tell that great story and uh, that's a draw in itself. And that's just another uh, opportunity for people to come together uh, and learn in New Orleans and be educated and then leave with another story. Yeah, we
2: we managed to get there, and that is just that's massive. That is so in depth, and it gives so many different stories on all the different floors. And you walk in and see the airplanes in the uh, in the foyer there, and yeah, just uh, awesome. Yeah, I thought it was it was they've done a really good job with that. Um, if if you were to bring people from outside of uh, New Orleans and, and take them on a tour, what what would you do for a day there? What would you uh, what would you recommend that someone go and do?
1: That's a great question uh, because, you know, I could, there are so many things that you can do. And we actually uh, did a 24 hours in New Orleans once where we started at uh, at 10 o'clock one night and went all the way to the next day at 10 o'clock at night. Um, I would ensure that you rode a streetcar along St. Charles Avenue. I would uh, ensure that you had uh, beignets and coffee and milk or cafe au lait. I would ensure that you sat on the banks of the Mississippi River and watched the paddle boats steam by. I would uh, get you to the National World War II Museum. I'd get you to the Audubon Zoo and the Aquarium. I'd have you do a walking tour through the French Quarter uh, and see some of the oldest buildings uh, in the United States. I would have you go along the banks of the uh, Lake Pontchartrain and watch the sunset uh, that's on the northern part of the city. We, um, we, we sit between the Mississippi River and Lake Pontchartrain, and there's some beautiful sights out there. Um, yeah, there'd be so many things that you would also need to eat, and so I would make sure that you had red beans and rice, you had a po' boy, uh, you maybe had some oysters Rockefeller, uh, and you had another po' boy, and you had some shrimp and crawfish, uh, and uh, you'd probably leave with um, a couple more pounds.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And I actually did when I came back. I, I was very, uh, uh, I suppose, rotund when I, when I left you all. Know, those were all of the food. Um, it was, uh, yeah, an absolute awesome experience. That sounds like a great day, and I'm going to have to lock that in and, and get over
1: there. And you know, I'll book it for you, and we'll do it together.
2: Oh, perfect. That sounds like a great time. Well, I'll hold you to that one. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to do that. That'll be great. Absolutely. On, a, on a probably a... a I suppose a lower note, unfortunately, we're in a worldwide pandemic at the moment, the COVID-19 outbreak. That has affected, I suppose, the whole world, which, you know, from from every city and every town and every country, you know, they're all, they've all been impacted. How has New Orleans cope with this?
1: Well, we have um, been following a stay-at-home order um, by our mayor and our governor, and just recently they began phasing um, us into a more um, normal, as you want to call it normal, process of of getting out of that. So what we've done now is um, we're into phase one, which allows uh, restaurants to open up to 25% capacity. Uh, The mayor would still like us to stay close to home. Uh, We're all um, being asked to wear a face mask um, and uh, six feet distancing, uh, just because of the the way this um, virus spreads. Uh, and slowly but surely to try to get our economy started up again because it, it dealt a pretty heavy blow on to the tourism industry for sure. I mean, this virus is the antithesis of hospitality. Uh, you know, people in tourism like to come together and dance and sit down at a table and drink drink together and eat together. Well, you're not allowed to do that, uh, you know, when this is happening. So uh, we got to do our part to graduate and to get to the other side. So, Um, But it has um, it has reduced our occupancy in the hotels to single digits. Um, About half of our hotels are actually not operating right now. Uh, And um, a lot of the restaurants, which are mainly small businesses, you know, family owned small businesses were directly affected, which meant there were job losses and things of that nature. But, you know, it's just not New Orleans. This is happening. This is happening across the United States and across the world. I think until we get to the other side of a vaccine and and some therapeutics to help manage this, I think we'll we'll see uh, a very slow recovery. But we're committed as an organization, we're a destination marketing organization. That's what New Orleans & Company is. Uh, And it's our job to message New Orleans around the world and invite people to come spend their money here in our city. Uh, And we have not stopped uh, marketing. We're still telling stories on our our website, uh, neworleans.com. Is a really good uh, resource to find out what is open, <clears throat> what the schedule is, excuse me, uh, of what's going to be opening soon. Uh, and as soon as we're able to, <clears throat> we'll be uh, marketing to what we call the drive market. Uh, about 70% of the people that come to New Orleans come from about a, an hour and a half flight or a day's drive. <clears throat> and so that's our sweet spot. And that's who we're going to be talking to because we think that people are going to be more Comfortable driving to a destination as opposed to getting on a plane, and at least initially, until we get to a vaccine, and that's what the that's what the consumer research is telling us.
2: Yeah, you can see it across the world. I know in Perth, we've only uh, we're in phase three now, is what they're talking about. So we're in a sort of in between stage where we're cafes are now allowed. Uh, to hundred, I think that happens on depending on the size of your venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll happen on uh, Saturday coming, I think. So this this week, and then uh, contact sports and the like are coming back. So we're lucky that uh, the uh, the rugby league has just started over here, and that started on the weekend. And then we get to our uh, our Aussie rules football starting up on the eleventh of June. So for us, we're sort of getting some sort of normality. But for a town like New Orleans, where it is such a tourism based town and tourism driven town. Um how long do you think before people will start us getting back out? Just do you think it'll be a vaccine time before
1: we get Well no, I, I think we'll still we'll get people coming in. I mean this this weekend, uh, we were running across people who came in from Chattanooga, Tennessee or drove drove over from Mississippi or Alabama. People will start coming in, it's just not gonna come in like like we are used to. Um it, it's just gonna take some time. Six out of ten people are still leery about uh, you know getting out and, and being contacted by other people. I think they want to ensure that they get to the other side of this ultimately, yes, a vaccine will solve a lot of problems um, but gradually I think if we can all do our own personal responsibility to this and you know stay you know stay six feet apart and wear a face mask uh, and just be mindful of of you of what we're doing i think I think that's the way to manage it. Uh, You know, our Saints season starts in August with preseason. They have not yet made an announcement as to what that will look like inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So we're still waiting to hear, you know, will they allow fans, you know, and and if they do, how will they be seated? And all that is is currently um, in discussions. Yeah. It's
2: something that they're going to have to take into consider because Everyone. I think people now are very wary of the big crowds and things like that. Well, a lot of people are. and um, Yeah, I know over here we're not having crowds this season from, from both of our sports. Um, well, I think for the basketball as well, when we get into that, uh, it'll be a, a sort of reduced number as well from all reports that our season doesn't start until uh, October uh, for us. So it'll be our summer for our basketball, our NBL. But... Um, On the Saints, uh, what are they looking like this year? Is that going to be another almost successful season?
1: (laughs) Uh, I think uh, the coach has put together, along with the general manager, Mickey Loomis, uh, a very good team. Obviously, we got Drew Brees. He'll be back again. um, And we're counting on him and Michael Thomas, a great wide receiver. Uh, We've got Cam Jordan, who is a great defensive player and and a, a leader in his own right. Uh, We've got a number of good things happening, Uh, and we've got a very interesting conference. We have Tom Brady now in our uh, conference. He plays at Tampa. We're going to be playing Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, you know, the the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, We'll be playing our former backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, who took us through the season the first part of this past year, past season, in a very strong and spectacular way. So, I think you've got some great uh, great matchups and but my sense is that we have probably the strongest squad we've had, maybe even since our last Super Bowl uh, year uh, and so we're anticipating an exciting year for sure oh,
2: the atmosphere that comes around uh the Saints I think is just next well next to none you know it's phenomenal um, I think I remember walking in when I went and watched Saints and Bears and it was 2017 and uh yeah Michael Thomas was there and Drew Brees and I was sitting there just uh phenomenal phenomenal you watch the tailgating out the front and oh yeah and then, oh it's just it, it's unlike anything i'd ever seen before it's phenomenal yeah my
1: mom my mom is fond of saying uh there are only two seasons each year there's waiting for the saint season and the saint season uh it's it's a religion in new orleans you know everyone it's an equal it's an it, it's an equal opportunity um uh, unity uh, opportunity <laughs> that 's what i 'm saying is that it brings everybody together, um, no matter how old you are, what color your skin, where you live, what you do for a living. Everyone is a saints fan and uh, it, it's it 's our common language, and we 're very excited about that absolutely it's just an awesome team and uh...
2: Yeah, you can you can see the uh, the diehards uh, over there everywhere you walk. There's uh, there's the Saints memorabilia on just about every second person. So, yeah, very uh, very very beloved team, and yeah, my favorite NFL team as well. Um, I might be uh, I'm all in on New Orleans, I guess. Uh, with the- yeah, and then you know
1: we've got our Pelicans. Our Pelicans are. Uh, they're going to be going to Orlando to um, play in the what the NBA is doing to pull people to get pull all the teams together into that one location. And Zion, Zion has just electrified our community uh, very much like Drew Brees has done with the Saints. Um, and you know it's unfortunate for everybody um, that the season stopped like it did because I think we were we were starting to make um, a bit of a run. And uh, Zion was healthy, um, and I would expect that we're going to have some exciting play out of him in the next couple of uh, couple of months. The whole t- the whole squad, is is uh, is a great great group of guys.
2: That team looks phenomenal. Um, yeah, very excited, and and we sort of did hit that hiatus where they shut down the season, and it was a sort of a what if situation where you're sitting there going, but but look how look how good these guys are, and you know you lose that momentum. Um, we just it, it, we didn't get to see what they could have been. We got 19 games out of Zion playing with the team, and they that Alvin Gentry led squad where they just run up and down the court. It, it's electrifying mm-hmm. to watch. Phenomenal.
1: Yeah, you know he's uh, he reminds me a lot about uh, of Shaq uh, Shaquille O'Neal. You know just his presence on the on the court, um, and I you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him go against LeBron James at, as well <laughs> at some point again.
2: Absolutely, it'll be a big test, and uh, yeah, this Orlando uh, hub that they're that they're building, I think, is is a great way to get some sort of basketball and hopefully some sort of conclusion to the season. Fingers crossed that uh, that we feature fairly heavily in, into the uh, into the postseason if if that's how it plays out and that's how they agree to yeah. uh, to finish it off. But, um, yeah, yeah, very excited with uh, What.
1: We're excited about that. And, and, you know, that team is also owned by the same uh, person who owns the New Orleans saints, uh, Gail Benson. And, um, that she's done a, t- a terrific uh, job of pulling people together, uh, getting the right talent in the back office and administration and, and pulling these coaches together. And they, they're, they're inspired by her. Uh, she's a, a, a great, um, businesswoman And, um, I think they're investing it in the right way too.
2: That's great, I mean for both those teams to be connected, I mean they've got similar uh, of the colorways as well, and you know I, I can see that both of them are just so beloved by the by the fans and I think that what makes a good side is that they've got the whole fan backing or the whole city's backing behind them as well, and yep. um, you know that in itself is is a testament to, to good management good ownership and and all the way down so um uh, Mark, before I, before I let you go, I'd just like to ask you, what are your key takeaways, I suppose? or What would you say to someone that was going to come to New Orleans? What are your draw cards, I guess? If you, if you had a couple of words to summarize, why sh- someone should come there?
1: Well, I think in New Orleans will provide the experiential discoverer, someone who likes to get out and see so many things, uh, a, a myriad of items to to uh, take take in. And it's just not a... One or two day stay, uh, it is a it is a several days because there's so many different adventures one can partake. You know we have great outdoors, uh, great um, parks, and the architecture and the walking tours. Uh, but then there's the food that is the you know the fabric that weaves everything together, and then of course our music, um, which is uh, just uh, comes in all sorts of, and and shapes and sizes. In fact, Spotify. Uh, Notice that there are eight different subgenres of music that really emanate out of New Orleans, um, as opposed to just jazz or just gospel or or just Zydeco. You've got a, a whole group of uh, of musical types, and so whatever you like. But the most important thing to remember is New Orleans is not the type of city that you want to go and sit by a pool and read a book. You want to get out into the city and become a local, as we say. You know, everyone uh, becomes a, a local New Orleanian when they're in New Orleans, um, and they they go down the streets we walk and they eat the food we eat and they listen to the music that we uh, listen to. Uh, And the most important thing is more than 65% of the people that visit the city are repeat visitors, which says that people come back and they realize that they didn't have enough time to do everything they wanted to do so they're gonna come back and do more or they wanna keep doing what they're doing because they love being at the National World War II Museum or they love eating at one of the 1400 restaurants that we have uh, in operation. And that's what our goal is now to bring all this back and to ensure that our economy and the jobs can get stood up again, that these people can, can do the thing that they love to do. And that is to host people from around the world in New Orleans. Yeah. Well, I'll be booking a ticket as soon
2: as I can, uh, as soon as our borders open back up, I'll be heading over for a look and, uh, no doubt you've, you've sold me uh, on that, uh, on that, uh, summary. Well, we there. look forward and, to
1: having you come back, come back to either doing a Pelicans game or a Saints game and, and, uh, we can uh, catch a a couple of uh, beers afterwards.
2: Oh, it sounds good to me. Uh, Mark, I'd love to thank you again for for joining us on the Pelican Scoop. It has been an absolute pleasure and uh, I really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks, Lyle. It's been a pleasure here too. Have a great day. You do. Thanks. So thanks again
2: to Mark Romig for joining us on the Pelican Scoop. Guys, that was a little while ago that we filmed that one, um, but it was absolute pleasure to chat with him. And uh, he's a huge advocate for New Orleans, as you could tell. And uh, make sure you head over to neworleans.com to check out all of the stories that they have on there. Uh, It's an awesome website that uh, I've got plenty of stories and uh, and research from and definitely somewhere that you should check out. Guys, on that, another thing that you should check out is manscaped.com. They've teamed up with us at HoopBall and are providing 20% off if you use the code HoopBall20. At checkout, It'll also give you some free shipping. So make sure you go and give those guys a look. And make sure you go and have a look at the Lawn Mower 3.0. That is an absolute beast. It's got a light, uh, which is revolutionary for shavers. So make sure you go and have a look at that as well. Make sure you support New Orleans as well. You know, once all of this COVID is over and, and we're allowed to travel, make sure you head over there. It's a city that will definitely leave you wanting more, and uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I know I'll be heading over there as soon as we can, but uh, guys, I think that's time for today, thanks again for joining us, as always, I'm Lyle Swithenbank at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter at Hoopball is the show on Twitter, make sure you give us a like a subscribe Um, as always, stay safe we will see you next time bye for now This has been a hoop ball presentation.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it